Welcome to the Mentis Omnia podcast. This is Kelly Hudson and Thomas Taylor. Quiet on set, please. Lights, camera, action, rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, guys. Last week we did um, Influence Part 1 for Episode 5. For this one, it's going to be Episode 5 Part 2. We're just going to kind of continue off of what Teddy was talking about and where he left off standing in front of uh, his buddy's mom and was contemplating shooting her. Um, Last episode was pretty heavy, don't you think, Kelly? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think we left off pretty heavy, and um, I think we're about to dive into um, the decision of what Teddy's going to do next and and, uh, that walk of faith and and where he's uh, at now and and, kind of let him, you know, tell the rest of his story. Yeah, man, we're pretty excited for this part, too. Do us a favor. Don't forget to like and subscribe the uh, podcast, both on Apple and Spotify. Check out Mentis Omni on Instagram. We got a whole host of links in there. Uh, Give us a shout out, message us, ask questions. We've got a Patreon coming in the works, hopefully bringing you some extra content. And with that, guys, enjoy. You know what I mean? But then I heard that, well, no, you need to go home. You need to go home. You need to get rid of that gun. I remember hearing specifically, you need to give this gun to your uncle and you need to go home. You know, and my mom, my uncle at the time, like I said, he's fresh out of prison. He's very, very strict with me. He's He was the type of uncle, like, hey, dude, you need to get up in the morning before you go to school, make your bed. You need to be looking nice. You need to be dressed nice. Your clothes need to be ironed. You need to, you need to fucking do your schoolwork and bury on top of me. You know what I mean? And and, and I remember going up, up to my house after that. And I remember telling him, hey, Uncle David, uh, you need to get this from me, yeah? He's like, what? And I'm like, here, take this from me. I don't need to have it. And, he, and it was a nine. And he looked at me. He's like, Teddy, what are you doing with this, dude? What the fuck are you doing? Like, he kind of like, it looked like he wanted to beat my ass. You know what I mean? And, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing with this? And I'm like, I, I got him some shit. He's like, did you use it? And I told him, no. He goes, okay, I'm going to get rid of it. And he's like, after this, we're never going to, I'm not going to tell your mom. We're never going to talk about this again. And I said, okay, cool. And uh, and time had kind of went on, and but I remember that night. I remember sitting there thinking, "Fuck, I'm 14 years old. I'm a teenager, and I'm surprised I was even thinking this at that age. You know, like fuck, I could have fucking killed this girl. I could have killed his mom, and I'm pretty sure I would have got caught, and I would have fucking I would have been in jail for life." You know, but at, but I thought about it, but then I'm kind of like at that time, jail and life, jail for life didn't sound for life to me. You know what I mean? I couldn't process that. So I was like, eh, kind of brushed. That's the type of person I was. Oh, you go to jail for life. Eh, fuck that. Brush it off. You know what I mean? And uh, and so I kind of, after that, I started not trusting a lot of people. I started not trusting a lot of homies. So I stopped going around. You know, and, and and it got to the point where they started to come look for me, knocking at my door. I'd have to hide out. Or somebody would knock on my door, and I knew it was one of my homies because everybody would be all choloed out. And I'd have to run to my, to my room. I remember my mom saying, run to the room. I'd run to the room. She'd come open the door. Oh, no, he's not here. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Can you tell him so-and-so does come and look for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll let him know. And I did that for about six months. I couldn't even leave the house like I couldn't walk around that neighborhood and uh 
and then I remember eventually we moved and uh and, and I mean even when we moved I still ran into homies and uh by this time I'm getting like maybe I don't know 16 17 years old and uh well let me back up I'm sorry what ended up making us move was my uncle ended up uh getting back into drugs again and uh so did his wife and I started to kind of notice it, you know, a little before we, we all got kicked out and, uh, they started to fuck up. You know, I, I remember at that time, my uncle, uh, his parole officer used to come to the house. I'm talking about three in the morning just to fucking wake everybody up. You need to get tested now. We're going to fucking test you right now. All that shit. And then eventually he ended up getting off of parole and getting right back on drugs. He started to do tattoos and then I remember coming home, catching, you know, my aunt with another dude, shit like that. And then uh, eventually they ended up getting a divorce and that's when we all kind of like took off. And and mind you, at this time, I sick about oh, this was about 16. I never had my own room. You know what I mean? I never had a place that was just un, you know, prior to being four or five years old. From that time all the way up until this time, we never had our own place. So like 10 years, just go, 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 this, 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 yeah. so just a chaotic from, environment yeah. that you yeah, were from just... from family member to family member. So it's like you were just raising, a, you're just being, you know, growing up and racing yeah. in, in a war zone environment, essentially. Yeah. yeah, bouncing around, you know what I mean? Where's your and father? Just out. You know, at that time, well, what ended up happening was when we all moved there, Actually, I'm sorry. I'm not even 16. I was probably I was probably still about like probably 15 years old. I remember uh, moved where? Where where were you at now? Like when well, you... what what ended up happening was I remember saying I want to go with my grandma. My grandma was like my second mom. And where does she live? She lives off of Fox and Cornell in San Fernando. Okay. And I remember saying I want to go live with my grandma. My mom wanted to go stay with my aunt, and at that time she was staying at staying staying on the naval base up in Ventura. Well, I think who, it was Point Magoo. Point Magoo. Who was all living in that where you were before you moved, though? Who was all in the house? It was me, my mom, my sister, my uncle David, his stepson Josh, and my aunt Maria. There were seven of us. Where was your dad at? Out with my grandma in San Fernando. Mm, okay. And uh, so we all, everybody went their separate ways. I remember saying, "I'm gonna go with my dad to my grandma's house." And uh, and then my mom's like, "Okay, well." My sister wants me to go stay with her, which is at Point Magoo, that naval, that Navy base up in Ventura. So I'm gonna go stay up there with your sister. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna go stay with my dad. So that's what I did, and uh, and I remember, and I remember at that time, that was the first time. I'm sorry, go to Google. Hey Google, stop. And uh, at that time. That was the first, the first situation where I felt my dad, when I found my dad having an affair with my mom. I, uh, I remember there was one night my dad used to work nights, or he'd get off, he'd work second shift, and sometimes he'd get home by like maybe two thirty, three in the morning. I want to backtrack and, uh, to see if I can, well, just you know, to help on. So a lot of moving parts here. Well, so right, so but I just wanted to correlate. When did? Uh, your dad leave your mom, or why did that separation happen? And all of a sudden, he he thought it would be better because we had a room when we lived with my uncle, my aunt, 
it wasn't such a big room kind of. So what he wanted to do was since he lived, since he worked in somewhere in the Valley, he wanted to stay out there. So he'd be closer to work. He had a room with my grandma. So, Hey, why don't you guys just go with your brother? I'm telling this to my mom. Why don't you guys just go with the brother, you and the baby and, your, and, and you. So instead of you staying, know, so. so instead of staying with your mom and you, he decided to go do Separate. his own thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, like he didn't paint that picture. Like, Oh, they weren't together. But he painted that picture like, hey, I have more room here. You have more room there with just you guys. Let's leave it at that. Right. But I mean, knowingly, I mean, I mean, I don't know how old he was at the time, but it's like, okay, well, you know, you, you already created that separation. You already, you know, drifted that alignment. And, and for you to see that, well, okay, dad's not around. Dad's not here to teach me this or show me this or, or just be around. So, I, right. you know, where's then it just becomes right. broken at that point. Right. And see, and at this time, I mean, I didn't know what was what, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't think twice about all oh, my parents should be situated, like separated. You know what I mean? Like it, that was you know, bigger you know, problems. You were going to shoot somebody in the face yeah. at 14 with a nine mil for getting yeah. robbed. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, at that time, I was just kind of like, I was just going with it, dude. I mean, I didn't think of the future at that time. I didn't, all I was thought about, hey, I'm living now. What's going on now is now. And that is that. I didn't even plan towards it. I didn't even, I didn't even think, I, I, to be honest, I didn't even think I was going to live past 21. You know, mm. it, it, that's just how I expected it. I, I even told my mom. I remember my mom crying. Hey, I, told her, I don't expect to live past 21. And if I do live, I don't expect to be on the streets. I expect to be in prison. That's what I, that's what I thought, man. You know? So, and, and... Okay. So, so then, so you move from that house, mm -hmm. your uncle gets back into drugs and all that after parole. And then you go and live with your mom and your dad. No, I live with my dad and his mom. I'm sorry. Yeah. Your grandmother and your dad and your mom takes your little sister yep. and goes and lives on the Naval base with her sister. With her sister. Exactly. Okay. And so then what, what happens and, uh, there and and i remember at that time i i wasn't in back in school yet i remember i, I was going to go to valley up in the kind of country and i remember i left there and uh and i remember my dad had his own room and i remember my grandma saying okay well come sleep with me then i'm like okay cool so i shared a bed bed with my grandma and uh my dad used to work for a company, a pharmaceutical company called Cardinal Health. And he would get home maybe three or four in the morning sometimes. And I remember, uh, I remember being woken up by him getting home. And, I, and at that time I was kind of like, cool, my dad's home, you know? I, but I was kind of hesitant to get up because I didn't want to wake my grandma up. So I kind of just listened, you know what I mean? And, and I heard him make his bed real quick or get his bed ready. He laid down and then I heard him make a phone call. And, I, and, I, and then I started hearing what he was saying. And at this time, it's late as shit. And I knew my mom wasn't going to be awake. But I started hearing my dad say, like, oh, did you like it? Oh, was it good? Oh, I miss you. And da, da, da. But at that time, I'm kind of like, fucker, this fool ain't talking to my mom. I'm not stupid. So I remember calling up my mom. I snuck my, my grandma's house phone, which was inside of her room. And I remember calling my mom. I knew my aunt's number by heart. I kept blowing it up and kept blowing it up. And I called my mom and I said, mom, is my dad talking to you right now? And she's all half asleep. No, what are you talking about? 
So we're telling my mom, hey, so this is what I'm hearing my dad say. My dad, my mom's like, what? What did you just tell me? And I started telling her everything. And she's like, okay, all right. I'm gonna, I'll be down there at your, at your Nala's tomorrow. Okay, cool. So she comes down. And I remember the first thing she, she and, I, and at this time, I already had been there a month. I hadn't seen her in a month. And uh, she came down and she, I remember her walking around in the door and I said, hi, mom. And she said, hi, Teddy. She walked right past me. And she went to my dad and she was, I remember hearing her, Teddy, you think I'm fucking stupid? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, and she's like, you think I'm fucking dumb? What, you don't think I know you're having an affair on me? And, and he's like, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, your son called me up the other night, last night and let me know everything you were saying. She goes, you could either come clean to me now or I'm going to take Teddy and we're going to go up to my sister's and you're never going to fucking see us. She goes, you need to fucking tell me the truth right now. And then my dad just broke down bawling. And apparently he had been cheating on my mom already for a few months with some woman at his job. And, uh, and I remember she turned around and looked at me and she was crying. She was, Teddy, get your stuff. You're going with me to your, to, to your aunts. So I went up there and, uh, which was like great for me because I mean, I remember being 16, I was about, about 16. I remember I was smoking cigarettes already on a daily basis. So I was already addicted to them. And, uh, and I went up there and my aunt, my uncle, he, uh, he was in the Navy. He has a reason why they were up there. And what was he was at? very so like, you went from San Fernando to where? To Ventura, up okay. to the Naval, the Naval base. And, uh, I remember I got there. My uncle made me feel real welcome. Hey dude, you're going to love it here on the base. You got, you know, you're my, my nephew. I'm what I'm going to take care of him. I'll take care of you guys. I know what you're going through. You're going to, you know, I'm happy you guys take care. You know, i take care of you. Okay, cool. And uh, which was like so fucking awesome because I mean I never had drove in a car up to that point, and I remember he had a Jaguar and he's like, "Hey Teddy, go to the store on the base." And I'm like, "Dude, that's all the way on the side of the base. Here, use my car." <laughs> really? Yes, yes. Go drive over there. So I'd go drive. You know what I mean? Think I was cool driving a badass Jaguar at the time. You know what I mean? And and I was there for about maybe six months. And uh, and throughout that time, my dad, of course, was sitting there like trying to get my mom back and trying to get my mom back. And, and that's during that time is what kind of changed my perspective on my mom. I mean, I, I loved my mom, but I didn't really like know her, know her, I, you know, up to that point. Because I was always out and about doing my own thing throughout that whole time. You know, she had plenty of chances to do. She could have went out. She could have did her own thing, could have been, you know, having affairs herself and doing all of that. My mom sat there, dude, read her Bible every day, went to church Wednesdays and, and Saturdays and Sundays and was like, no, I remember I remember her saying, hey, we're going to go move in. But your dad got a new apartment. We're going to go live with him. And I remember telling her, no, fuck that. You're going to be with you're going to go back to my dad. Yes, I'm going to go back to your dad. I was like, dude, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? And and she's like, no, Teddy, you don't understand now, but you will. Right. She goes, right. but I'm married to your dad. I have you guys with your dad. She goes, we're um, we're moving back in. She goes, unless you want to go live out on the streets or go live with somebody, you're gonna come with me. I said, okay, fuck it. I didn't like it. 
So we went and uh, we moved into an apartment off of Hubbard and Alvarado. And once we moved in there, Van Nuys. Now this is San Fernando. Mm. Well, it's on the borderline of San Fernando and somewhere. Okay. And uh, like, there's Hubbard. Like Hubbard pretty much separates San Fernando and somewhere. You know what I mean? Across the street, San Fernando. On my side, somewhere. Okay. And uh, we moved into there. And just so happened, who were all my neighbors? My homies. <laughs> you know? So I'm kind of like, I, I look outside and I see all these fools fighting and I'm looking, I'm like, oh shit, there's so-and-so. Oh damn, there's so-and-so. There's him. There's da-da-da. And we're saying, oh fuck, I'm going out there. What's up? Like, you know, start saying what's up to him and everything. And then there I go hanging out again. You know what I mean? And 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 uh and that that was okay for a little bit. And then what happens again? You know, my my dad ends up having another affair on my mom. You know, and uh but during that time my mom didn't split up for my for my my mom's not the one to leave. My dad said, Hey, I'm gone. You know, my sister's still little at the time. And I'm kind of like, and I'm sitting there like, fuck you. You know, you're leaving me and my little sister, you know, you're leaving my sister. Fuck you, motherfucker. Like, you know, and at that time I'm dating this chick and her mom's from where I'm from. And her mom's like, her mom's a somebody, you know, and I'm like, and I'm so fucking mad at my dad. I'm so mad at my dad. I convinced my girlfriend's mom at the time to fucking take me to go up to my dad's job and pretty much fucking hurt my dad. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm that fucking pissed at my dad. You know, and she looked at me and she said, Teddy, are you sure you want to fucking do this? You want to go this route? Well, that's your dad. And I told her, no, fuck him. He's, he fucking did this again to my mom. Fuck you. At that point in time, it was kind of like, no, fool. When you're married, you don't fuck around. You fucking stay loyal to that person. You know what I mean? That's what I, that was what, you know what I mean? I didn't consider what I know now. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, by the grace of God, that didn't go through because I started to get back into church. You know, I started to go to these Bible studies and, uh, and there was another guy there. His name is Willie Davis. I'll never forget this dude. He's still he's still around. I don't talk to him as much anymore. I mean, obviously, I'm in Texas now. But uh, he was another guy. There. He was one of those people that talks to God and, like, you know what I mean? Can tell you stuff. And, you know, send you know, just one of those messengers. You know what I mean? And and uh, he got me back into it. Did you your know, mom? He, did your mom ever try and get your dad to go to church or get him to ever do that? Uh, I'll, I'll, that's going? a whole other... I'll lead up to that. I mean, at, at that time, she did, but my dad was like, fuck you. You know, but, you know, it, I, you'll, I'll lead up to it to how it is He now. was still doing his... He was still doing whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. And nothing yeah. was going to stop him. I mean, exactly. But but that's just the gist of it. It wasn't just because of what he wanted to do. Like, I'll tell you exactly what my dad confessed to me. And uh, I started going to Bible studies and I started to do all of that. I remember getting really into God. And, and at this time, I had cousins 
that were older than me, that were in their 20s, late 20s already, active gang members, that we started taking them to Bible study, dude, and they started giving their life to Christ. You know what I mean? And 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 then before you know it, we lose that apartment and we move in with these cousins. And we're all going to Bible studies, dude, Wednesdays, Saturdays, go to church Sundays. And we're all just like in, just involved. We Even during the week, just our whole household, we just started just reading the Bible. And mind you, in the midst of it, that house we were staying in was haunted as fuck. Dude, it had some serious spirits in it. Because at that time, it was my uncle and my aunt's house. And they were going through a, a brutal divorce. You know, my aunt was committing adultery and doing all of that. And there was just a lot of shit there, you know. And uh, and I remember telling my mom one day, I said, you know what? I may go through what I go through. But I was like, as soon as I got God into my life and I confessed my love for him and, and I confessed, you know, he was my Lord and Savior. I said, my life has never been the same. I told her I could fucking run. And mind you, I'm a teenager telling her this. I thought I could run and run and run and run. And somehow, some way, I end up right back to him. You know, and, and and my mom just like sitting there crying, hearing me say all this, you know. And uh and time went on a little bit, and then I remember my mom saying, Hey, we're gonna go with your dad again. But something told me though, like something told me, like, don't get mad at your at your mom. You know what I mean? Like, hey, go live with your dad and, you know, have a happy family, you know? Like, you know, my sister's still little, you know what I mean? And, and hey, she needs to be around both of her parents. Because she was like, what, you know? five at the time, probably? At this By this time, she was about three, four. Okay. And uh, so we ended up moving into an apartment building off of uh, Hubbard and San Fernando Road. And... Uh, there, I started to, you know, I ran into more homies and I started to live that life again and do all of that. And, but in the midst of it, I'm still going to church and, you know, and, and uh, what uh, what made me kind of stop all of that. Like I was just always in and out of the life. I was so lukewarm with God growing up. I was always one moment I'm in a church. The next moment I'm into the neighborhood. One moment, like I'm just it's always back and forth. And, uh, and I remember there was a day that I was kind of like, fuck, this changed everything for me. I had a good friend named Parrish. And uh, he was a little younger than me. At this time, he was 16. And he was that buddy that, like, even if it's four in the morning, he'd call me, hey, dog, can you sleep? No, nah, I'm awake. We, he lived on the other end of the hall from me. He's like, hey, come to my stairs and smoke. All right, cool. So I go there, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and this was two days prior to this event, but I remember we're sitting there and he told me, he's like, hey, dog, I don't know why I've been thinking about death a lot. He goes, I wonder how it is to die. I wonder what happens. And I don't remember telling him, he's like, hey, dog, I don't want to find out anytime soon. Like, fuck what you're talking about. I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to fucking find out. I hope I don't find out. And then I changed the subject on him. Well, that was a Wednesday. No, that was a Thursday. And I remember the following Friday, you know, two days, the next day, I remember spending the night at my cousin's house up in somewhere. And then I get a call from my mom. Like, I woke, I wake up to, like, 15 missed calls. And then I get a voicemail. And my mom's like, hey, something happened to Parrish. There's cops, and there's a, they have everything taped off. And I'm like, what? 
So I, I fucking jet home. I tell my mom, call my mom. She comes to pick me up. I'm like, what's going on? She goes, you need to go over there. Something happened. I'm like, all right. So mind you, that small building, there's about maybe 15 or 20 of us that were all homies. We're all from the same place. We all hang out. Well, and this was on the news, everything. What ended up happening was uh, the night that I had left, someone told me, just go to your cousin's house. Just go hang out. The... Uh, that night, I guess a bunch of my homies were kicking it in front of his house. And uh, there was drinks and, you know, drugs and stuff involved. And I guess one of my buddies had called my other buddy a bitch. And that dude that he called a bitch, his older brother there, which was one of our older homies, was like, what? What would you call my little brother? Because the dude that called him that was older than us. Oh, yeah? You call him my little brother a bitch? Beat the fuck out of him in front of that apartment. I'm talking about like picking him up, having him scream, slamming him on the ground, black eyes, beating the fuck out of him. And uh, so time went on, right? That night went on. And the next morning, my buddy that got beat up real bad spent the night at my buddy's par parish's house. And uh, oh. the next morning, and the people that lived in that house was my buddy Parrish. His two-week-old daughter lived across the hall from him. But in that house, it was my buddy Parrish, his sister, his two sisters, his other brother, and his mother. Well, his sister, which was his older sister, her name was Amber. The next morning, my buddy that got beat up real bad spent the night at his house. While she woke everybody up in the morning and said, hey, looked at my buddy Parrish, you need to get the fuck out of here now. That big-ass fight you had in front of our apartment last night, you're going to get us kicked out. So long story short, they ended up getting into a fight. And she pulled out a big-ass butcher knife on him and fucking his own, her own, his own sister. Boom, stabbed him in the chest, killed him. And uh, and so I, when I got what? home, that, yeah, killed him. That's just what? It's like, she only got four years for that, too, to top it off. That's a whole other story in itself. She played insanity, fucking nuts. But I remember getting there the next day, and I remember telling my mom, "Hey, dude, I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm, I, I need to get the fuck out of here. I don't want to. I'm, I'm done. Like this is it for me. I'm fucking done." And uh, so I tell her, "Hey, I'm gonna go live back with my grandma." So back and, to San uh, Fernando. So back to San Fernando. Back, back, back to San Fernando. And she's like, why, mom? Because I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm done. I don't want to fucking do this no more. I'm fucking done. I need fucking peace and quiet. I'm done. So I went to go live with my grandma. I stood there for a few years. And, you know, by this time, um, years went by. Everything was fine. I didn't hang out no more. I did nothing. I, was, I started to work at Target. And then from Target, I went to Walmart. And, uh, and I was just doing that. I was, you know, I was... I wasn't hanging out with no girls. I wasn't nothing, dude. I was just fucking living a boring life. Walmart, you know? Walmart greeter or what? Nah, nah. I was an overnight stalker for Walmart. <laughs> you said, <laughs> you said boring night. It almost yeah. seems like God gave you some peace. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, when it happened, you? How old were you by, in that time? By period? this time, by this time, I'm like 19. The years I went by, I was about 19, 20 years old. And, uh, a couple more years went by. Everything was good. I mean, nothing really more happened. Just living normal. You know, my parents still live in the same building. 
and uh, and then my mom called me up one day. She's like, "Hey, dude, I need you to come back. I want to be with you again. Like, I want you back." And then, you know, I'm like, by this time, I'm like maybe twenty one, twenty two. And she's like, "Please, can you just come? Like, and I I miss you." And da da. So I left my grandma. Then I went back over there, and uh, everything was good. A gang of my homies, everybody, a lot of them either in prison now. By that time, or they're dead. And uh, everything was peace and quiet. I didn't, you know, I, at that time, my mom's like, you know, you can look for a job, whatever. If you don't want to work, it's fine. Like, just please come home. So I took about a year off. I wasn't doing much. And uh, I remember I was sleeping in my room, and I get a, I could hear my dad get a phone call. By this time, it's like maybe 7, 38 in the morning. And I hear, what? My mom, what? And I jump up because I know it's I know it's about my grandma. She had a stroke. What? And my mom saying, what the fuck? And I instantly got dressed. And we uh we went to Holy Cross. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, my, my grandma ended up having a stroke. And uh we we automatically rushed over to Holy Cross. She was in stable condition. And we're sitting there, we're sitting there trying to fight with them to let us see her. And eventually they ended up letting us see her, right? So I was the first one to go up in there. As soon as I walked in the fucking room, dude, she uh she had her second stroke. As soon as I walked in the room. And the fucking nurses and doctors, I remember seeing them fucking pump blood out of her mouth, all this stuff. And the doctor looks at me and said, like blank, like straight blunt, you need to get the fuck out of here now. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? What's going on? What are you guys doing? What's going on? And uh, and then eventually, the, you know, the nurses, they pretty much drug me out of there and said, hey, your grandma just had another show. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I go to the waiting room. Everybody's out. I'm like, dude, my mom is having another fucking stroke right now. And my dad's like, what? Like, everybody's just freaking out. All my uncles and my aunts are there. Everybody's just going fucking nuts. And... Uh, so they get her in stable conditions. She's not responsive. Everything's fine. Like, she's just there. So two days pass by, and they get us all in Wait, 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 wait. She had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And they stabilized her. Yep, and then she had another okay. stroke. So and now she, three. No, this is two. But she only had so, two. Yeah, the second one's in the hospital. And, and the and second one's in the hospital, and then they, they, they get her, like, to where she's not dead. They stabilized her. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they put us all in the room around her. There was me, my uncle, my aunt, both of my aunts and my dad, and like maybe three or four of my first cousins and my mom. And, uh, and my sister. And the doctor pretty much told us, okay, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what needs to happen. You're, she looked at me, he looked at my dad. And my dad was a part of the attorney. He goes, well, your mom? He goes, uh, I hate uh, I hate to be the one to tell you this. He goes, but your mom, she's 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 brain dead. That second that second uh, stroke completely did it for her. He's like, your mom's not gonna make it out of this. You know, you could either keep her on life support to see what's going on. He goes, but I advise you don't because it's just gonna make her suffer. He goes, or we put her on hospice. He goes, we I'll send her up to the to the top floor. And we could take the tubes out of her head. We could make her comfortable because she could breathe on her own right now. 
we can make her comfortable until it's that time for her to go. He goes, I if I if, he goes, if I take her off this machine today, he goes, she's not gonna she's not gonna make it past tomorrow night. So at this time, at this time, when he tells her all that, I'm already like in and out of like dabbling with drugs. You know, I'm where, I'm, where I'm, you at with God right now? I'm not involved with him at all. At this time, I'm kind of like, you know, once I started to, to dab with drugs, like here and there, I'd mess with coke here and there, you know, and, and but it wasn't something that I needed. But I remember around that time, I remember when, when I heard all that, I remember calling up my cousin Grumpy. I told him, hey, dog, I need to get a sack and we need to get a pack of beer. Like, let's party. Like my grandma's in the security knew everything that was going on. My grandma, he's like, all right, dog, I got you. Come to Pat. And at that time he was a dope man. So I remember going to his house and we're in his backyard and I got a 36 pack of the got there and it was just me and him drinking, fucking doing coke the whole night. And, uh, I bought an eight ball off of him and we're just fucking just partying. And I remember my aunt, this was the very next night after we heard all that with my grandma. And then I remember my aunt, my dad's sister, called me up and said, hey, TJ, that's what they call me. That side of the family called me TJ because of my first name, middle name. And uh, she goes, hey, she goes, uh, you need to go see her now. And you're like, you need to go tonight. And I got the voicemail. I got her call. I don't want to answer it. I got the voicemail. I was like, you need to go fucking see your nana tonight. dude. She's not going to make it past tonight. You need to go. So I'm like, all right. So I'm, by this time, I'm fucking on a good one. I'm drunk. And I looked at my cousin Grumpy and I said, hey, fool, take me to Holy Cross right now, dog. Let's go see my mom, fool. And he's like, let's go, dog. Let's go. Come on. So me, him, and his baby mom were driving over there. Mind you, we're fucking fucked up, dude. I'm throwing beer cans out the windows and fucking doing key shots. I'm just, I'm a mess. And uh, we pull up to Holy Cross and I walk up in the room, in the hospice room, and I meet my uncle Chris there and his, uh, his wife, Olivia, and I see my cousin, Stephanie, there. And they're just sitting there waiting. And I walk in there, and I'm like, can she hear me? You know, I'm talking to the nurse. She's like, yeah, she can hear you. So I go in there, and I'm like, hi, Nana. And he goes, me, TJ. You know, I just want you to know that I love you, and I miss you. And just started talking to her, you know. Uh, like, I just want you to know that I'm here, and, you know, I love you, okay? And then I remember I just got emotional, and I told my cousin, hey, Doc, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette outside. I'll be back. So I'm outside and I call my dad and I'm bawling and I'm fucking just on drugs and drunk. And I'm like, dude, I can't fucking handle this right now. I'm fucking, I'm smoking a cigarette. I'm like, I can't fucking just, I can't do, you need to come. I can't fucking do this. He's like, Teddy, you think, how do you think I'm feeling? That's my mom. You know, he's like, get your fucking shit together and get your ass back up there. So I finished my cigarette and I fucking, I remember this fucking day of the tea, dude. I, I I got in the elevator. As soon as I'm walking out of the elevator, I can see my cousin's baby mom crying. And she's all, TJ, you need to go in there now. And I'm like, what do you, what? What happened? She goes, you're not going to stop breathing. And I'm like, what? What? So I run over there. And my cousin Grumpy is holding her hand and he's crying. And he's like, hey, dog, he goes, uh, he goes, as soon as you left, fool, he goes, as soon as you jumped in that elevator, dog, he goes, your nana took her last breath. And I'm like, what? He's like, she waited for you. You were who she was waiting for. And I'm like, what? And I'm just starting to start breaking down. 
And then I'm like, all right, I need to call my dad. And I remember calling my dad. I'm going to tell my dad, hey, hey dad, uh, my nana went home to be with the Lord. And he's like, she did? I'm like, yeah. And he just fucking starts screaming, just bawling. And uh, and then I talked to my mom. She's like, she, she, she passed away. I'm like, yeah, dude, she's she's passed away. She, I talked to her and I left and she fucking just took her last breath. And uh, and then I, like that whole funeral, sir, everything, you know, typical funeral service, everything. And, and at that point in time is when I got really heavy into drugs. And I remember uh, I started doing coke on a daily. And uh, I remember I lost my job. I was working at West Coast Aircraft up in uh, right, right at the bottom of the hill, Santa Cruz Studios. And uh, I lost my job. I started doing fucking drugs. And it didn't help because my cousin was a fucking dope man. So I was able to go over there and get high for free. And uh, then I started kicking in. My cousin Grumpy's from where I'm from. And I started hanging out with the neighborhood again. I started hanging out with homies. And, and, uh, and that went on for a few years. You know, I, I, I was... I mean, I'm hefty now. You guys see me. I was fucking maybe a buck seventy. Wet. You know what I mean? I was fucking sucked up. I look sick. Just fucking, you know, running amok, dog. Sleeping from girl to girl to girl. Fucking caught an STD. Did all that shit. Like, just fucking living wild. And, uh, and I remember one day, dude. One fucking day. By this time, I'm like 23. About to turn 24. It was in October. I remember I was cruising down. Uh, I was cruising down Glen Oaks about to hit Paxson. And I see a girl walking out of the fucking, out of the 7-Eleven right there at the corner. She has a beard in her hand. And at that time, I'm like, I'm on the hunt. I'm just like trying to fuck anything. You know, I was just a fucking, just a monster. You know what I mean? A menace. A menace, dude. And I see her, she fucking real slim, fat, flat, stomach, big booty, just fucking look good. And I see a beer in her hand. I'm like, what's up? Like, where's my beer? And we start talking, dude. And before I know it, we fucking, we pull up on my driveway, right? And I remember there was this lady that my mom, that was from church, her name was Carmen. I called her Candy Lady. Because every single time I seen her, she had a bag of candy and she'd give me a bunch of candy. And she pulled up in my driveway and she started talking to me and this girl about my about Christ. And I remember saying, well, like, I was kind of like trying to like get the fuck out of here, you know, like fucking leave, cock block, you know. And uh I don't know, me and this girl just fucking hit it off. You know, hit it the fuck off, dude. And it wasn't like nothing like surprisingly, it wasn't on like, oh, I'm just trying to fuck and that's it. You know, it was on like, oh, shit, I'm actually getting to know this girl, you know, and uh, and it wasn't any of the, it was that night, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't even any of those, like, we didn't even hook up that night, you know what I mean? It was just like on some friendship. And uh, before I know it, we start dating. But you, but you tried to and she shut you down, didn't she? Exactly. That's exactly what the fuck happened. <laughs> exactly what the fuck happened. And uh and you know we went on a few more dates and uh but you sealed the, you sealed the deal on the second date though didn't you no nah, not even on the second date not even on the fucking second date Dang. like she was fucking playing hard to get for like i remember thinking in my head like 
bitch, I'm going to fucking get you. You tripping. You know, like, I'm going to say, nah, fool. Like, I'm getting this. But I remember, I remember, uh, but at that time, I was, I was, I was already doing meth. I stopped doing coke and I was doing meth. It was cheaper and it was more accessible and it kept me high longer. So, I'm sorry, let me back up. Well, I was doing coke a lot. And then one of my buddies, I hung out with a good friend called him Chisel. He was my one of my neighbors. I was up one night trying to get, you know, we're drinking and I had to go to work at six in the morning. And by this time it's four. And he's like, hey, dude, I know you don't fuck around with this, but if you want, I'll give you some. You'll be all right to go to work. So I'm like, fuck it. And that's what started it. You know, so it led up to this time already about a year went by from that. And I'm doing meth like on a daily basis. And uh, and I remember thinking, fuck, this girl had like nothing involved with nothing. I guess she partied, but it wasn't like how I partied. You know, she she would go out to flyer parties and drink and shit like that. But like, she wasn't on drugs. She didn't fuck around with gangs. She didn't know nothing. And I remember her telling me, hey, you either stop fucking around or I'm gone. I ain't putting up with that shit. You know, and I, but I remember thinking to myself, okay, if I continue to do fucking tweak and math and all that, I'm going to fuck this girl up. And I remember, I don't know, something about it. Like, I didn't give a fuck about females at that time. I didn't care about their feelings. I wanted one thing from them, and that was that. They treated them like shit. But something fucking told me, like, nah, fool, you need to fucking sober up, or you're going to fuck this girl up. Like, something just told me to care about her. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, cool. I sober, I sober up, you know, and, and but I didn't completely sober up. You know, I uh, I remember telling her, all right, I'm going to stop doing chisels. I'm going to stop doing meth, but I'm still going to fucking do blow. I'm sorry. I can't be sober right now. So throughout, you know, throughout us dating, you know, I got her into that. We're, you know, doing coke. I was spending, you know, I was, by that time I'm already getting in the studios and all that and, and you know, and I'm spending five, six hundred dollars a week on fucking cocaine, you know, and, and that's and, a car payment. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I'm fucking, I'm getting eight ball after eight ball, dude. Well, and it's, it's, it's the environment, you know. You're just like, yeah, from I fucking the same I environment spent, to the next. I fucking spent eight hundred fucking dollars on coke, dude, on Friday and Saturday. One of those, you know what I mean? Like, and and it didn't help because at that time my dad knew I was partying. So what happens? I end up getting fucking high with my dad. And then that becomes a regular thing. You know what I mean? Before I know it, we're fucking doing blow together every weekend. Or during the week, hey, Teddy, I got some of this. You want some? Fuck it, I'll do it. You know what I mean? I'd fucking stay up all night sometimes and go to work. Working for, you know, show a Paramount or Universal. I'd just be partying. You know, and... and so I started doing that with my dad a lot. And before I know it, I'm getting high with my cousins that started to develop a habit. And uh started and to Yeah. Started yeah. To, you were you were knee deep in it already. Well, no, well, no, that like they started to develop a habit. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. well, hey dog, I got this. What's up? Like, I'm I'm your man, you know? And uh So you became the dope man. Pretty much. And and um and throughout that time, you know. I remember, boom, we found out my wife was, uh, my girl at that time, well, she's my wife now, but she was pregnant. And I remember my wife saying, all right, dude, we're done. You're done. You're done partying. And I remember saying, hey, look, let me wing myself off of it. Let me stop, you know, kind of work at it. I'll stop soon. 
all right. And then I kind of lied. I lied. I ended up lying to her, telling her, yeah, all right, I'm stopping. And then she knew every time I was getting high because I would stay away from her. And then I'd be fucking like the happiest person in the world. You know, she'd see me and my dad partying a lot. And uh, I think what, what was a game changer for me for everything was the moment we found out she was pregnant. You know, I, I I remember she had just got back from Honduras. She went to go visit her grandpa out there for about two weeks. And how, and, uh, how old are you now? By this time, um, I'm 23, about to turn 24. So, no, no, I'm tripping. I'm 24 already, about to be 25. And uh, so, I, yeah, because I, I got her pregnant quick, dude. I, I, we were only together for a year. I want to interject real quick. Um, yeah. How old was your dad when you were born? 24. And my mom and my dad are five years apart. Me and my wife are five years apart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pattern? And, uh, Coincidence? And you want to know the, hey, it doesn't stop there. My in-laws are five years apart. And their birthdays are right next to each other. Just like my parents are a day after each other. You think that's a pattern? Or you, think that's, or you think that's a coincidence? Or you think that's the man upstairs? Uh, that's the man upstairs, for sure. And uh, so I remember, like, you know, we went to the 99 cent store right there in Silmar. And uh, she's like, hey, uh, I remember she started to gain a little bit of weight. You know, like I could see it in her stomach. And my wife had always had like that flat fucking stomach, dude, athletic body to the T. And I remember I remember thinking, maybe it's all the 40s we fucking drink. You know, we drink a lot. And uh, she, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I remember her dad saying it. Ah, are you sure? Are you sure she's not pregnant? But I'm like, no, nah, I don't know. But then I remember her mentioning she was late. So I remember telling her, all right, well, you're going to come back from Honduras and we're going to get some pregnancy tests. So we got some cheap ones. Dude. We went to the dollar store where they're shopping for some bullshit and we got some cheap. Uh, we got two of them, three of them. And I'm like, all right, hurry up and take these. So she took them. The first one, I remember saying, I don't know if this is fucking wrong or what, but it says it's positive. It says it's pregnant. She's like, what? No, no, I'm here. Take the rest. Of them. Take all. Take the other two. She took the other two, and I'm like, oh, fuck. It says you're pregnant. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so I go to her dad's house, and, and I tell her, come with me. She's like, no, no, no. I don't want to see my parents right now. Like, she was so scared, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go fucking tell your dad. And she's like, really? You're going to go tell my Yes, I'm going to sit your fucking parents down, and I'm going to tell. So I go over there, and I tell them. Of course, the mom starts crying. The dad gets all happy, you know, gets up and hugs me and shit. And then, and then she calls me up. She's like, no, you know what? Your mom's going to take me to the to, to, to Target right now. We're going to get the $100 one. Maybe those are the other ones are wrong. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, hey, I'm not buying them, but okay. You want to tell them I want to waste her money. Sure enough, she got fucking the two or three pack and fucking all of them. Pregnant, pregnant, pregnant. And, uh, but I remember right then and there, I knew, okay, it's time to fucking get sober. And, and I struggled with it throughout her whole pregnancy. And then I remember uh, the last time I ever, I, I stopped doing meth about when she was maybe five months. I remember we ended up moving to Somar, but I, I ran into one of my homies, ne my homie nephew. And uh, I remember saying, hey, dog, let me get a line. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. So I fucking got a bump. And after that, I remember saying, all right, dude, I'm done with that. Like, I never... Even though I was partying a lot and all of that, I never had a problem just stopping. 
You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, that's it for me. But, but I still dabbled in coke. But the and, problem was the environment you were in. So as soon as you nah, were back it, in that environment, nah, exactly. the fire got started again. No, nah, exactly. And uh, and when we moved up into Silmar, I remember her her uh, the, my oldest baby shower. I remember that was the last time I ever I ever touched coke. My buddies came over and they fucking started giving me key shots and everything. And uh, and I remember uh, telling having to tell my dad. Something just told me, hey, dog, I started to cut off people already during that time. And um, something told me to say, hey, you need to tell your dad and you need to tell your cousin Isaac that when you're around, not to offer you anything anymore. So I remember going up to my dad saying, hey, dude, whenever you got none, don't fucking tell me anymore. I'm done. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I remember hitting up Isaac. Hey, dog, when you foods are partying and you got some shit on your food, don't fucking tell me, dog. I don't want to piece in with you. I don't want to go half some nothing. I'm done. All right, yeah, that's cool. And they both stuck to that. They respected me on that. You know what I mean? And and, and then I had to cut off homies that were coming to the house already to do it with me. And I had to just completely don't. I didn't. I didn't explain nothing to nobody. I didn't have to. I did it. You know, hey, my daughter's a fucking month away from coming into this world. That's it. You're done. And uh, and then, boom! I was already. You know, I was working on the studios at the time and. And then my oldest was born. We had a planned date when she was going to get induced. And then I remember, like, and I could still feel the feeling. You know, we went to Burbank Hospital. She went in at 8 in the morning on the 26th of uh, August, 2017. And she was in labor for that whole, they induced her. And she was in labor for the whole 24 hours. And then, like, at 8.03 in the morning, the 27th, I remember they took her in to do an emergency C-section. And I went in there and they had me put on the gown, mask up and all this stuff. And I remember walking into the room. And I remember the, the nurse saying, sit down, sit down. You're about to be a daddy. And then I remember right when that happened, dude, I remember seeing the doctor. Pull my daughter and I could see her in the back, dude. And I could see him cut the bag. And as soon as he cut the bag, my daughter just started screaming. And I remember that's when my wife, like my whole life, my whole perspective on the world. That's when time, for the first time in my life, time completely stopped. The world froze in that very moment. I remember looking at her and I remember seeing her crying. And the doctor's like, here, cut the umbilical cord. And I remember I cut the cord. And then they, they took her over to the incubator and they started, you know, working on her and checking her out. And I remember sitting there just staring at her. And I'm looking at my wife and she's already like, you know, she started to have complications because she was allergic to the anesthesia. She was, you know, convulsing and they're stitching her up and everything. And I'm sitting there looking at the baby and I'm like, fuck. Like, my life is never going to be the same. But like, I was just so excited, you know what I mean? Because everything that I ever done in the past and everything that I thought was fucking anything was just, it was all bullshit now. You know what I mean? And I remember sitting there and I remember fucking looking at her. I remember the first words that I ever told my little sister when she was born, you know, and and, and I looked and I remember the first words that I told my daughter. I remember sitting there saying, I'm going to be the best dad I can be for you, you know, and, and, and I remember having to do the, you know, the, you know, they do the skin to skin. I remember my wife, she was just so fucked up. I had to do the skin for skin. And I could already tell that my daughter was going to have her green eyes and, you know, my, the eyes that I have. And, and 
was just like, it was just so surreal for me. You know, I just waited this nine months and now my, my life just changed in a fucking instant. And, and everything that I thought was that fucking mattered before is fucking bullshit. Like, this is what life is all about. You know, like this is like, to me, it was like in that very moment, like I fucking made it dog. I have a fucking child, dude. Like, this is my goal for me, you know? And, and I remember seeing my mom and mom's like, Teddy, you better be a fucking good dad. You hear me? And I'm like, of course, I'm going to be a fucking great dad. And, and I remember having a conversation with God and I remember saying, I'm never going to be like my parents and I'm never going to, you know, put my kids through what, what I went through or, you know what I mean? Regardless, you know, I'm not, you know, throwing my parents under the bus, but it's like, I just, obviously, you know, you guys know being parents, you want different, you know, and, and, and that, but that's where, where it all started to me, you know, being sober and, and, you know, you know, we lived all in the same house up in Silmar and then I, don't know, I just started just, just to live the normal, you know, family life, I guess, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and then how would you say it's, that, since then, how, what would you, how, how has it been from then till now? What would you say has been the hardest? Oh, big fucking learning process, dude. I mean, just like anybody knows as a parent, there's no fucking guidebook. You, you know, you wing it, you just learn as you go. But even, even not just being a parent, just having to deal with, you know, your, 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 your spouse in the midst of it. And I, I didn't. I completely fucked it up, you know what I mean? And, and you know, my daughter was just, what, maybe a month or two old. I, I hooked up with my wife's fucking best friend. And, you know, we weren't married yet at the time, but I had a fucking, I, in my eyes, I, you know, I probably could have got away with it, but I remember we had got into a fight, a real bad fight, and she left, and then that's when it all happened. And uh, And I remember... Like, I got her to come back, but in the midst of all that, it was just fucking eating me up, dude. Every fucking day, I was fucking thinking about it. Every time I looked at my fucking wife, I was thinking about it. I just fucking had that, like, no, fool, like, you need to fucking sit there and you need to tell her the truth to her face. You know shit's going to come with it. Whatever comes with it, you're going to accept it and deal with it and just fucking roll with it. But you need to fucking confess and you need to fucking tell her like you can't. I just felt super fucking fake, dog. Like I just I couldn't. It was eating me. Like, I just felt like the biggest piece of shit. You know, and, and we started to get back to normal. And it was just like one day I just I fucking couldn't take it, dog. It was just eating me alive. And I just sat her down and I told her, you know, this is what happened. This is what who it happened with. And of course, World War Three happened. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's we're destructive. Well, and I feel like you know, once we get disrespected, we 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 just act instead of you know our thought process, and or if the even even then at the time, it's like you know the consequences. We'll deal with that later, without it, you know, on our conscious mind. But then it's like you said, it's just gonna weigh and weigh, and uh, I mean, until right. eventually the the bridge collapses, and 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 you know. Right, right. It's it's uh, it's uh, it it's. I don't know, Doug. I I. 
it just I couldn't fucking handle it. Like I thought I like I've done shit like that before. I fucked around on other girlfriends. I've done shit. It's like I never give a fuck. Like I always just like fuck you. Like you know, I hate to say it, but I mean to me a fucking female was a fucking female. You guys know what I want to say, but fucking like fuck them, homie. Like that's just how I was. Right. They weren't shit to me. You know what I mean? I I fucking use and use and toss them, fuck them. They ain't shit. Like that's just the mentality I had. But but you it's know? different but like, now that it's somebody who you've 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 had a child with. You know you've created this. Yeah, that this I fucking life owe with. it all to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if there's anybody that fucking deserves my hand in marriage, it's her. I owe her so much. I owe her fucking. I owe my kid a responsibility. Like I'm responsible for her. I fucking owe her every fucking thing. I can't just fucking walk out on my wife and you know like I like I just I didn't want to be a piece of shit. You know what I mean, and, and I knew I fucked up, and I, you know, and, and and that took for fucking that took years to get over. You know what I mean, and and uh, well, I think that's part of the lesson too. You know that God's like, hey, uh, I'm gonna take you down the same path that you kind of experienced as a child, and whether or not you're willing to uh, let go of things and and you know start to trust in me, and and you know, then then it's up to him, you know. Because uh, I'm in control as, you know, like me handling myself. And then now it's kind of like you come to the realization, like, I am, I'm not. It almost like God's like, listen, you've done it your way the entire time and it's not worked out. Nope. You know, now it's time to take a back seat and you're going to take some punches. You're going to take some kicks to the teeth, you know, but there's a way through this and that's kind of what i wanted to finish up with uh with you uh teddy what what's what's the what's your plan forward you know what's your path forward oh now i mean fuck dude my life is so different now i mean i went i made a you know a transition similar to kelly you know moved fucking to the middle of the country where i didn't know shit and, you know, I have two kids now. Oh, you changed your environment, you know, different yeah, environment. Completely. Yeah, it's, it's, my kids will never get fucking exposed to fucking shit that I was. I mean, especially in the neighborhood that I am. I, I could sleep fucking with my doors unlocked at night if I wanted. I mean, I don't do that, but, it's you know, it's just Texas. That. Yeah. And it's, it's going forward now. It's kind of like. I take it more serious now because I mean my you know my my oldest is five, my youngest is eighteen months. I have two girls. <laughs> and it's kinda like <laughs> all right, dog, like you need a fucking you certainly, you certainly and, care about females now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm just kinda like in all the shit and that, and that's why I say, Fuck, I have two girls, they're my payback. They're my karma. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, oh, bullshit I, 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 I wouldn't even like, say karma. I would say, you know what? Yeah. That's God saying, hey, time for you to grow up, time for you to be a man and, and raise those little girls and show them who a real man is. Right, right. And see, and that's, right. that's, that's what more I've been thinking about too lately was like, all right, dude, they're going to look at how you treat their mother. They're going to look, you know what I mean? You're going to show them either to fucking how to, a woman's supposed to be treated 
and how a man's supposed to live his life, work hard for his family, do what he needs to do, spends time with them. It's all about them. Are you going to fucking be bouncing around, fucking having affairs and doing all the shit you've seen your dad do? Remind me, which my dad now, as soon as he became a grandfather, he's fucking just like, he's a change fucking man, dude. Like he's so lovable. He's been blowing me up this whole time we're on this podcast. Like he, he's just been fucking, he's awesome. Me and him have a good relationship. You know, it's, it's, we talk all the time and it's just, I don't know. I, 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 now, you know, that we live here in Texas, you know, we live in, you know, North Richland Hills. It's, it's, uh, I'm just kind of like, you know, to me, this was, this was our yellow brick road to out here. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I see us, you know, working our asses off, buying a home out here and just, you know, I hope, I pray that I get to watch my kids grow up and, you know what I mean? Live out their full potential and see what type of women, you know, they, they just grow up to be. And, and not only that, now, you know, obviously I want to be a better father, but ultimately too, I want to be a fucking great husband, dude, because that has been like such a fucking struggle, you know, and, and I know it's easier said than done. I mean, all three of us, you know, you know, both of you guys know this already. It's, it's, uh, it's hard for me to let down my pride and, 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 just be like fucking and and I don't sometimes I don't even realize like hey you're one with her. You know what I mean? Like it's not just you. Like you're together. Like, you know what I mean? Same and, team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's and mind you, and lately it's been like, yeah, some shit has popped up, but lately, like tonight, even throughout the week, it's just been like kind of like, yeah, we had a little bit of arguments here and there, but it wasn't nothing serious. Like, it was just kind of like, okay, well, we worked that shit out and that's that. You know, right. and and ultimately, I don't want to see, I don't want my kids to grow up and be like, fuck, you and dad are fucking always splitting up. Are you the, the, or, you know what I mean? And, and, and not only that, I want to fucking, like, I don't know, dude, it's, I know I'm never going to be perfect and I accepted that already, but. Are you stay in a fight? Yeah, I want to be the best that I could fucking be. You know what I mean? And and ultimately, I mean, even getting involved with you guys, you know, it's 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 kind of giving me that extra drive. You know what I mean? And mind you, don't get there. Right. A lot of the time, I'm fucking lazy. You know what I mean? But I keep hearing you, you know, Kelly. Oh, all these workouts and all this stuff, and then I hear you talking, you comment on it. And I'm just kind of like, fuck, like, fuck, I mean, I have no excuse to get up on my fucking, you know, I have no excuse to get up off my fucking ass. You know what I That's mean? Like, the game these, plan. Fucking, these fools have so much fucking shit going on. What excuse do I have for like, okay, yeah, I got two kids and a wife and a job. Oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fuck, so does fucking everybody else, homie. And they still go to the gym or they make fucking time to work out at home or, you know, and and, and that's where kind of, I think that's where everybody, you know, you guys and, and even some family that I do talk to have kind of came into, came into play. Like, hey, dog, you need to, like, yeah, okay, I need to focus on my, you know, my kids and my wife and everything, but you need to put yourself first too, though. You need to get your physical health together. 
you know, and, and, and that's where I want to fucking like today I went to the market, dog. I bought all kinds of healthy shit that I could take over this week. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean, love it. And, hey, and man, just, we'll, we'll, te we'll text you some of our tips and tricks for meal prepping, dude. We'll have, man, I'm telling you, I've been doing it. Showed Kelly, man, went through my fridge. Like, uh, like it's not, it's not a hundred percent, but it's something to work with. You got to throw mm -hmm. that junk you know food saying? in the trash. Right. And, 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 See, and that's even that's even hard to fucking do, especially having a five-year-old and a well, wife that fucking doesn't gain weight for shit. She could fucking eat a whole cow and not gain a pound. Well, that's what I was gonna speak to, because you know, my wife's like that, dude. My wife my wife can eat like a grown man and she just doesn't <laughs> gain any weight. Yeah, and I'm fucking jealous as shit. <laughs> she'll make dinners and she'll have like four or five carbs on the plate, and I'm like, lit. Are you trying to kill me here? What are you doing? <laughs> like, make my plate, and I'll eat that over there, and you can have whatever mm -hmm. you want, because clearly you don't gain a damn pound. Yeah. I watched you my know? wife eat a double-double from In-N-Out and fucking eat oh. candy after, and then drink that night, and fucking not gain a goddamn pound. I'm like, fuck. And she's had two kids. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, bro, I could stare at easy, sugar man, and gain but... a pound. <laughs> yes, I, yes. You just look in the direction, and boom, it it's there. You're like, yeah. how the hell? Like, you're not even paying rent, dude. What are you doing? Exactly. But I, I think, I think, like, that's here's the thing, man. I think this goes side by side with like you giving that outward projection of what a man's supposed to be. When it gets hard to make the choices because there's something that's easier to grab there. I look at that from the perspective of I failed myself and granted, like maybe that's cynical, right? But I'm, I'm tough on myself because it, it's just, for me, it, my perspective is that's just what it is, man. Like, like men are, are meant to be hard. And I think that in order to give that proper outward projection to those that you immediately affect, you have to dial that in even if the rest of the family doesn't dial it in bro you are the steward of the ship right when you start to do it everything follows suit and it might not be overnight but it happens i've seen it with my wife you know what i'm saying like just choices of what to buy it started with choices of what to buy to have in the house and then it went from there to you know my wife always brings up like you know sometimes we're out out and about and and or you know jackson my son is is just on one and you know for her like that is her that is her job you know what i'm saying like she is the mother and her whole day revolves around jackson and kelly has helped with this of like you gotta do it and so i've started to kind of take that that role of instead of being authoritative right i've really tried to work on you know not necessarily compromising but like kind of removing some of the decision making for her right so like the most recent change we did was you know i asked her i was like babe like i meal prep lunches like i can eat plain cold stuff every day right because i've got ct fletcher in the back of my head you know shut the fuck up and eat that shit you know what i mean like it ain't right. supposed to taste good you're trying to do something 
for her, like, again, she doesn't gain any damn weight. So she, you know, she likes flavor, man. And so I asked her, I was like, you know, what could I do to help with lunches that are just easy for you? And right now we've done, you know, she loves, loves firehouse subs, subway subs, right? And so we went to Walmart, man, and I grabbed a loaf of the, from the bakery, the six, you know, wheat rolls, grabbed some fresh lunch meat there, some cheese, some, you know, fresh, you know, onions, peppers, whatever she wants, man. And if I'm home, I'll make her the sandwich, you know, and she always clowns me for it because of that, you know, that age old, like woman, make me a sandwich. Nah, bro. I'm in there making sandwiches, you know, and she's kind enough to shout me out on her Instagram you know, like courtesy of Chef Taylor, you know what I mean? Or T-Bucks. And I just, I don't know. I It's been pretty successful. Like I started meal prepping for myself. And what I did was instead of coordinating, coordinating or coordinating it off into specific meals just for me, like I'll cook like the protein and I'll cook it bland and I'll throw it in the Tupperware container and it sits in the fridge. So that way, you know, if she doesn't have any time she can pull that protein i have quinoa in there right now quinoa stays i'm telling you bro get some quinoa in your life because a quarter cup goes a long way and i'll do a full cup of protein quarter cup of of whatever carb i'm gonna do and then some fats in there and i i calculate uh, we've got an app that we use yazio Bro, I, I you download that, man. It helps so much. And it's got a barcode scanner. You just scan the stuff and kind of put you, you look at the serving sizes and you just kind of coordinate it from there. And after about a month of doing that, bro, you can do it in your head. Or you'll find yourself for the simplicity and the autonomy of doing it. You'll be making the same stuff because you won't give a damn. You you know, it's right. lunch. Like I'm eating to refuel and let's go. Let's get let's get moving. You know what I mean? Now right. I worry about my flavors at dinner. I watch Gordon Ramsay on on YouTube, you know, on the big screen, and and try to, you know, do some stuff in the kitchen that way, you know, and that helps wit too because that was another thing, you know, dinners were hard, hard to accomplish, and it's even harder for you. You got three women. I only have one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I even looked at one of my buddies, um, Seth, who. I had no idea when I served with him, this kid, this kid can, he can cook. And I just hit him up. I was like, dude, what do you do? And he was like, man, everybody watched the South Park growing up. I watched Iron Chef. And so that's, I, YouTube, bro, like started looking at it and and just kind of figuring that out. And now like my wife and my, uh, my wife and I's plan going forward for dinners is we're trying to figure out how can we as healthy as possible prep dinners where it's you know in a crock pot in the oven you know stuff like that where you either a can cook it in bulk and it lasts for two nights so you might be eating the same meal for two nights but dude that cuts your meals down at, oh, yeah, definitely it cuts right, the right. dishes there was a time that. where i i lost 130 something pounds in a year i mean well that but that was now, eating about the to same start doing it again yeah, no, it was it was eating the same thing every day. I mean, I I know that I could have that same discipline again. You know, it's just a fact of wanting to do it. You want to do it. You just 
you just got a voice in you telling you that you're you're comfortable. Yeah, no, I'm just being fucking lazy, thing. dude. Well, that's up. what I'm saying. You're comfortable, yeah. and and yeah. everybody gets there, dude. Dudes get there, women get there, kids get there. Like that's that's what it is being in the 21st century, man. I think that like what me and Kelly are trying to tap into is like, you know, it it's not enough for us to just go to work, come home and sit on the couch. You know what I mean? Like you were talking about with blow dude, like I've been there, you know what I'm saying? You get to a point like I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like biggest thing was one, one of the bigger things for me where I did a drastic change was like working out. Right. And but, Brendan, you can work out in the morning without any weights, but I'm fuck all that. I don't want to do that. If that's working out, I don't want to do it. And that's a, wrong way to look at it but i went to the extreme dude i took i went to youtube and i said how can i build a gym in my garage for less than a thousand bucks granted i went over that slightly yeah. right because of price increases and stuff like that but right. i mean i'm watching dudes like they're making concrete um bumper plates on the cheap this is this is during covid you couldn't get you couldn't get bumper plates because they were selling out nobody was right, yeah. everybody was uh, every working out at home was, yeah, yeah. Was, was so, so these dudes are like you know you take a bucket from lowe's you you, you get like there's there's kid, there's all kinds of stuff out there now but i think that like the biggest thing is man is that you gotta shift that that perspective that you got and be like no fuck it I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? And Jocko talks about this. Like, how does he do it when he's tired? And he's like, I go through the motions, right? We always get told, don't go through the motions. It doesn't mean shit. Bullshit. You're building a habit. You're building a lifestyle, right? If that is to be part of it, it cannot stop. So what do you do when you were dog shit tired? Like I'm about to be in five hours when I'm going to get up and, and do this all over again. And it's just... You yep. do it anyway. You have to. You know. And yeah, no, I, I've I've been in that same boat, dude. I mean, you gotta look I that woke. motherfucker in the mirror and be like, "I'm gonna kill your ass today." So let's go. Yeah, dude. I freaking I woke up at six o'clock in the morning yesterday. I had to do all of our laundry. All this, I had to run around, do Christmas shopping. I didn't get home till maybe like one in the afternoon. I yeah, couldn't dude. take a nap because then my wife had to go to work. Yeah, I had to be with the yeah, babies. Yeah. And then, and then when she got home, I had to spend time with her. Before I know it, we're watching movies. Freaking got Jack in a box. Before I know it's two in the morning, and then I wake mm-hmm. up at eight o'clock to get the kids ready because we went to go see Santa. And then now I'm I'm still here's, up, and I'm like, oh. Here's the thing, man. You're gonna run into that wall of like it never ends, and it doesn't. And I've changed my perspective. I know Kelly has. You know, it's bring it, man. Stay in the fight. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where like the sleep comes in. I have, I, I resort to scheduling everything out. I, in the last few days, man, life has happened with our business and all that stuff. Like I've blown my schedule out of the water. You know what I'm saying? And right. those are the times where, you know, you, you go through the motions, but you push through it. Those are the times where it's like, okay, now my boots come on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm, I'm dog shit tired. I've got all this plan. I committed to myself. You know, Kobe talks about it, non-negotiables. Right. And that's how you got to attack it, man. You got to look at what you can change immediately with your situation, your surroundings. Pick one. My grandmother taught me this. 
you know, you don't go in to clean a whole house. It's overwhelming. You go in and you pick one room and you pick a square in the room and you clean that and you move to the next one. So start there, dude. Audit your life real quick, man. Take three minutes. Write down like the things that you want the most that have been nagging on your brain and just how can I start this? You know what I mean? And and get started right. on it. You know what I mean? And and when that starts, keep moving with it. And it, you can add more. And if it starts to feel crazy, like you start to dip in some of those other areas, revert back. Okay, this is my original commitment. I'm going to accomplish and set this one in stone and then I'll move on. Or right. I'll set this a little bit more in stone and then I'll go back to that other one that I started, right? Whether that be... You know, I'm going to start meal prepping just for lunches, right? And now, right. now I'm up to breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Like my wife today, God bless her, you know, so thoughtful. Um, She had to make a run for the business today and we're doing a yard sale and I'm sitting out front and I'm starving. I haven't eaten anything. That's my, on me. I didn't prep. And she comes back with breakfast, you know, again, thoughtful, but it was McDonald's and I, went for a sandwich man and i stopped and i'm like nah and she's like what and i was like you know damn well i'm not gonna eat that shit and she's like you're not <laughs> and i'm like hell no i'm not eating that shit and i walked inside and made myself a protein shake you know what i'm saying like yeah and went from there and i ended up having a headache because i didn't eat enough calories didn't drink enough water and that was a i got g checked my body was like hey bro like we can we can we can handle this workload day in and day out, but you got to make sure that when you go to get rest, you get rest. When, when it's time to refuel, you better refuel. And you right. better hydrate, you know? I'd, I'd start there, man. I'd start there. See see what you can affect as far as what you put in your mouth. If it's a decision-making process that, that that's fucking you up, realize the external part of it, and it's you probably haven't given yourself better options and work yeah. towards that first. Right, so you've got a selection A or B, and if B is healthier than A, then you'll go go to B. If B ain't there, you're gonna go to A all day. You right. know what I'm saying? And then right. move towards the fitness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over overall, I mean, I I I just want to be healthy in it all. And I mean, it's it's this is something I haven't talked about, and it's and I mean, I know we're getting ready to end this. I for anybody that's ever gonna listen to this. I mean, when it comes to mental health, please take it serious. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I don't want to backtrack on anything, but I mean, I've, I've, I've been when it comes to the lowest of mental health. I mean, I've, I've been to wanting to take your life. I've, I've been to. I think we've all been there, man. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've gotten to the extent of having to dump all my Nyquil and all my aspirin and all these other pills that I have in there because I'm afraid that I'm going to take them. And just OD on them and just call it that. You know what I mean? I was, I've, I've, I've been there to where I had to check myself into a hospital. And the only right. reason why they didn't admit me is because I tested positive for COVID. You know what I mean? I've, right. I've, I've been to waking up every morning instantly start crying. And be like, damn, why the fuck did I wake up? I can't wait to go to sleep at night. You know what I mean? I still wake up in the mornings and it would break my wife's heart, dog, to fucking sit there and tell her, dude, I can't wait to go to bed at night, man. And mind you, my... My oldest was two years old at this time. Her prime, where I'm supposed to be sitting there and enjoying her being so, you know, such such a baby. And I missed it all because of what I was going through. You know what I mean? But when I say this for anybody that's listening, and you know, from hearing all these people that are committing suicide recently, as far as all these, 
you know, entertainers and, and, you know, people that are, you know, public figures just know that, you know, something like that is, is, is very serious and that there's always help out there. You know, don't ever feel like somebody's not going to understand and feel like that you're alone in that because, you know, just like you said, Thomas, we all have been there and we know what it's like. Some have been to a little further extent. Some, you know, it's we some learn how to handle it better than others. And, you know, and what I know now, when it comes to that, I cannot, I couldn't have done it without Jesus. I couldn't have done it without God. God completely saved my life when it came to that. And he restored me because now, I mean, to a point to where I wanted to just fucking die. I didn't want to be here regardless if I had a kid, a wife, a good career. I didn't fucking care about none of that. I just wanted to be off of this earth. And now I'm just so thankful that I was delivered from that. You know, now I'm yeah. just like, oh, just to think that how I was, I just, it frightens the shit out of me. Well, now, yeah. And, and, and now it's almost like, you know, now, now you want to fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. now, you know what I'm saying? Like now, now I'm waking up every day, even though I still have panic attacks and all that shit. Now I'm just like, bring it on, motherfucker. You know, bring it yeah. on, homie. Bring it on. Still got Give work me to another do. opportunity to figure out how the fuck I'm going to solve this shit. Still, bring it on. Yeah, still got work amen. to do. Still got work to do. Hey, bro, yeah, but look, yet. man, we got you, Teddy. And I think, you know, Kelly, we're like, we're going to double down on you, man. And it might be overwhelming, but we can help you. And that's, and that's, I wanted to follow up on what you were saying about, you know, the mental health aspect of this, you know, for the others that are listening, that are like, oh, you know, I'm past that or, uh, you know, um, I'm not that guy. Like, yeah, but you were. And don't try to tell me you're not, because yeah, we've all been there. It's going to be everyday and, battle. That shit, you well, don't just get cured from it, and it just goes away. It's, it's, well, it always and, and when you are, when you are out of that darkness, now it's your responsibility to go get the others. Right. Right. Check on your pack on your people. Right. We talk about having a pack. Right. Like check on them, tree check on them, annoy them. Right. I, I'm telling you, like you got to. You know, and don't worry, Teddy, man, like hearing your story, like that was, that was a deep story, man. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you shared it with us. And I think that you're going to help a lot of people with your story, dude. And and I think that going forward, man, like, I think you just have such a bright future and, you know, you, you got us in your corner, bro. And I'll tell you what, man, you're not, you're not going to go down without a fight. You know what I'm saying? And no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, 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 and, and to think, and to think, I mean, it all started with me playing video games one night and through a mutual friend that me and Kelly have. And, you know, me being, hey, have we talked to Kelly? Yeah. Trying I to remember, find me to a yeah. Bible study. Oh, yeah? And at that time, I'm like, dude, I really need God right now. I really want to be involved with something. And he's like, yeah, dude. And I had kind of lost contact with Kelly. He's like, yeah. I was like, hey, send me his number. And all I had, it, it all started from a simple text. Hey, Kelly, I heard you're doing Bible studies. Dude, I'd love to join. And I get a text the next day while I'm at work. Oh, definitely, bro. Yeah, for sure. I'll send you an invite tonight. We'll, we'll touch base. Cool. And then, bam, it started from there. You know what I mean? And 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 it was just being at the right place. that I just felt like it was just so man. And mind you, this is from a friend that just, I mean, talks a lot I mean, of I don't shit. Know, I don't 
talks a lot of shit that I don't know if he wants anything to do with God or what, but it's just, he's, he's just far from it, you know? And he's just like, yeah, he, he made it seem like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, he just tried to invite me, but you know, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, teach his own, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, well, Hey, send me his info. I want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let me know, that's you how, know, and then, and then boom, before God. I know it, I'm over the Bible studies on FaceTime with you guys. I mean, on, yeah. on Zoom, you know, so it's, it's, I'm thankful for it. Kelly over, here, that, Kelly over here doing that, Bible study. Imagine that, huh? Yeah, even my wife trips out on me, dude. I'll get home sometimes. She'll get home sometimes from work, and I'll be sitting here with you guys. The kids, they're okay. You know, they're in the room. They're fed. They're taken care of. And I'm sitting there, and she can hear us talking. But she's just like, oh, you did Bible study today? Yeah, I did Bible study. It's every Wednesday. Oh, all right, cool. Like, she just trips out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, you know, I, I don't have a schedule to where I can physically go to a Bible study because, you know, our work schedule. But it's just it's you could tell she's kind of like, all right, this fool's fucking has himself involved in something that's going to benefit even me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can see. She, yeah. It's, now, it's, I'm, now we just got to get you on track. Oh, no, good, man. I mean, I, we are, too. You know, we're glad to have you, you know, in, in the group and and uh uh, and now it's time for get you get you a workout, get you some good food, yeah. and I think I think that's gonna change the the mental aspect, bro. You know what I'm? I really really do. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we got some work to do, man. And I'm yeah, excited. No, man. Definitely, yeah. No, it's 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 not all about the about the you know the, the end result. It's just that I I'm learning to enjoy the whole process the of it. You know, exactly, you know, the journey of it just, you know, because it's, it's like, dude, you know, it, well, that's especially even with me getting in shape in the past, it was more of, I'm trying to get like this, I'm trying to get like that. And then once I got there, I still wasn't happy. I didn't appreciate me going in there and putting in the work and putting in the yeah. dedication. Yeah, it was a, it was a different know? perspective, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And and I look at it now and it's like, dude, I was able to do that. Like that was a goal in itself, like. You sat there and you dedicated your everything for it. And yeah, yeah, that's what you got because of it. But you didn't appreciate the whole process. Well, right. Well, and now, now you're doing it because it's, you know, God's at the center. You know what I mean? And it's all yeah, yeah. all in it's, service it's, to God, man. And it's, dude, it's, Teddy, I just, I just want to say one thing thank I could, you, man. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you, guys. I mean, there's one thing that I can say is, is – regardless of what you think about yourself and regardless of how you look at your life, you, regardless of what Jesus loves you. And and you may think he leave you, he leaves you. Chances are a lot of the time you back off of him, but he never leaves you nor forsakes you. And he loves you regardless of how you feel and regardless of how, what you think he thinks of you. Because if right. you think he thinks of you in a different way, it's not true. And, and I'm, I'm a testimony to that. And I know Jesus loves everybody and he loves us all the same. And there's plenty of times where I've been in doubt that he didn't, but he always sits there and he shows me otherwise. Regardless, if I feel like he's giving me more chances than what he should have, because his grace is sufficient. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he will never change. And like Tom, Amen, brother. And like Tom likes to say, you know, God's at the helm. Yeah, man. Don't even worry about about holding the steering He's got it. But uh, thanks for coming on, Teddy. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming on. Thank you guys for having. me. And do us a favor and uh, follow us on Instagram and at, at Mentis Omnia. You got questions, you need help, reach out to us. We can help you.